Can We Fix Healthcare? This is Dr. Larry Caskell, host of the Business of Medicine on ReachMD XM157. I was recently at the Society for Innovative Medical Practice Design in Las Vegas, Nevada, and had a chance to sit down with some of the keynote speakers, and let's uh, listen in and see what happened. I'm sitting here with Roberta Greenspan. Roberta is a concierge healthcare consultant who is dedicated exclusively to transitioning traditional medical practices to personalized, individually designed concierge models. She is president of Special Docs Consultants, and she has had successful transitions nationwide since 2002. Roberta, welcome to the show. Thank you. How are you enjoying the conference? The conference has been enlightening as this is my, I believe, third and perhaps fourth. I have to think about that. And they're always very enlightening. Very interesting to see who attends. And So you're seeing a lot of your clients here. Absolutely, which is kind of fun. And how are they? They're doing very well, very happy, and my biggest difficulty is finding the time to listen carefully to the speakers because it's such a delight for me to see some of my clients from around the country, all grouping here in Las Vegas, kind of a regroup. So how many guys do you have here? I believe there's about a half a dozen. Okay, and how many practices have you actually converted, let's say, since 2002? Special Docs has transitioned about... 35 plus, we're heading towards 40 at this point. Roberta, what kind of growth rate are you seeing in your practice? Our calls are increasing exponentially, specifically over the past 18 months. There is a dramatically increased interest in the concept. I think it's really caught hold. So why do you think that is? What do you think the tipping point has been? Well, I believe that with our broken healthcare system, and we all know that it's not working well. What? <laughs> this is how I find out. That's right. Hello. We're discovering that physicians across the country are finding at an earlier and earlier age that they can't handle this any longer. We used to find, I'd say in the beginning years of special docs in 2002, 2004, our calls were coming from physicians easily over the age of 50, 55. Now we're getting calls from physicians in their late 30s. So that's definitely a dramatic swing and they're burning out. So why are they burning out? I know that the average doctor supposedly sees a patient every 10.6 minutes And 28 patients a day. Is that what's causing the burnout? I would say that's definitely a strong factor. You cannot really practice good medicine seeing 28 patients a day. Dr. Caskell, you would know full well that that's absolutely true. So these guys really want to get back to practicing good medicine. They do, and I think that one of the primary reasons that physicians go into primary care is to be just that. They want to be the family doc. They want to be in a really, truly hands-on, one-on-one physician-patient relationship, and they don't have time for that. Right. I I interviewed Stephen Knoop, who wrote the book on concierge medicine, and he has a chapter in there about what happened to Marcus Welby. Which is... And I think, a lot of, I think a lot of guys my age grew up watching Marcus Welby and was one of the impetuses, if there's such a word, for yes. becoming a doctor. And and really, we all want to be like him, but we can't. You and can't. so doing this type of model really allows you to be like Marcus Welby or Steve Kiley. You have a motorcycle. <laughs> True. What do you tell people when they accuse you or perhaps your doctors that this is an elitist thing and it's all about the money? Well... 
first of all, now that the concept has mainstreamed, not as many people challenge us with that comment any longer. I think that across the board, the general public realizes that they're being shortchanged on their care, realizes the quality and the personalization of concierge medicine. And I'm telling you honestly, Larry, I don't think anyone has challenged me with that in probably the last six months to a year. So that's no longer an issue? It really is not an issue any longer. And if the price point is fair, and if the physician is doing this not solely based on economics, but also on personal lifestyle, both his own, his or her own, and the lifestyle of the patients that he or she attends to, then the reasons are really altruistic. And it's not all about physician greed. Are you telling your docs that are transitioning to say that they are concierge doctors, or are you adopting this new verbiage called direct practices? Because special docs structures each practice to suit the specific physician that we are working with, we will call it you can call me Ray and you can call me Jay. Doesn't we will really call matter. it. It doesn't matter to us. And in the conference, they talk about all these different models. There's model one, model two, model right. three, model four, different hybrids of right. each model. Does any of that really matter or is it really just kind of, you know, make your own practice, whatever suits you the best? Within the parameters of the law in each specific state, that having been said, it doesn't matter. You just have to be very state-specific when you're creating a particular model one through four, for instance, to be certain that that is legal in the particular state that that physician is practicing in. So what are the legal implications that most of the doctors run into? Is it with Medicare? No, it's with commercial insurance carriers. Medicare doesn't really have an issue as long as the services provided are non-covered services. Medicare has never had an issue. In fact, in 2003, they established guidelines for physicians who were practicing within the what they called boutique model in 2003. And as long as you stay within those parameters, it's the commercial insurance companies who are running the show here and dropping physicians when they discover that the physician is a concierge doc. Some of them are dropping those docs from their in-network panel suddenly, which is their prerogative to do. It's at their discretion, and the physician is, in a sense, the victim. Well, there have got to be some benefits to also totally opting out of dealing with these insurance companies and really practicing what's called private practice and not having an insurance company to deal with anymore. Absolutely. If you opt out of everything, including Medicare, then there are no true constraints to practicing medicine with almost complete freedom. Those physicians who drop out of commercial insurance and stay within Medicare certainly still have Medicare parameters to be very careful with and make sure that they abide by. But even that, once they drop out of commercial insurance, our physicians across the board tell us how free they feel, how much less paperwork, sure. they're not pushing papers. and. They're out of prison. They are out of prison. Out so of do you have some clients that have really opted out of everything? Yes, they we do. no insurance whatsoever. Yes. And don't have to file a claim, don't have to do anything. Actually, if you look around in the audience, those with the largest smiles, the biggest smiles, are probably those docs that have opted out of everything. 
There are certainly issues to be dealt with because when you opt out of Medicare, there does need to exist a private contract between the physician and his patients, acknowledging that the patient is aware of the fact that no claims can be submitted to Medicare and that if they do, they will be rejected 100%. That patient will not recoup even 10 cents from Medicare. So there are some minor issues that need to be dealt with. It's a risk, though. Physicians are fearful of dropping Medicare. It takes two years to get back in. They're fearful, and they don't like change. And when you transition, what other painful things do you have to deal with? First and foremost, those physicians who transition, at least with special docs, have wonderful hearts. And I think the most difficult thing is letting go of patients that they really care about. We maintain that every physician who contracts with us has what we call a scholarship list and maintains an indefinite number of patients that they will continue to see who do not pay their retainer fee, their annual fee. But that having been said, they're still letting go as they must do to scale back from 2,000 plus patients to just several hundred. They have to let go of the majority of their patients and say goodbye. And that's very, very difficult. Roberta, we talked about some of the pain that the doctors go through when they transition. What can they expect to gain once they've finished their transition? Well, as I was mentioning earlier, I think one of the greatest things that the physicians have lost in primary care is that personalized relationship that they have with their patients, the sense of a medical family. In fact, I'm chuckling and smiling as I tell you this, but one of our docs, when he walks into the exam room, he says to the patient, welcome home. Wow. Yeah, I know. Wow is right. And that is, in fact, how that particular physician feels, how I believe that all of our clients feel, and certainly the patient feels that way. And then tell me a little bit about some of the emotional roller coaster feelings that some of these doctors have gone through or some that you've recently talked to. Well, what stands out in my mind, given the fact that we're here in Las Vegas at this conference, is just yesterday we sat down and talked with a physician. He's 58 years old. He's put his heart and soul into practicing medicine. And he sat down, and within two minutes, his exact words were, my heart is broken. I believe that I cry probably once a week. I cannot believe that this is where my life is at 58 years of age. And that says enough so, right there. So Roberta Greenspan and special docs swoops yes. in yes. and saves the day and cures his broken heart. <laughs> the angel with the halo? Yes, absolutely. We like to think of ourselves that way. Roberta, what does it cost to a physician who wants to transition his practice? What does it cost to hire you? And then what does it cost per year? And how many years are you or the doctor on the hook? Special docs fees are At the time of contract signing, we are $17,000 for a retainer. And then for the first year, the collections of annual fees, not office visits, just annual fees, are 17% for the first 12 months and 12% for the first seven months into the second year, and then we're gone. So in effect, it's a 19-month official contract, but we are with that physician for a good six months before they hang up their shingle and say it's day one. So really, it's a total of 24 months you're really with that doctor. 24 months. And the reality is we feel so confident of our physician's success that if we've done our job well, they don't need us 
after a year and a half. We continue to maintain relationships with all of our physicians across the country, but it's on an informal basis. It's not contractual. Why would anyone go with the competition? I mean, it seems that your prices are less than the competition, they're they fair, are. and they're not forever. They are less than the competition. We believe they are very fair. They are not forever, and I have no idea why they would go with the competition. Well, Roberta Greenspan, thank <laughs> yes. you very much for sitting and talking with me today. You're very welcome. It was my pleasure. I'm Dr. Larry Caskell, and you've been listening to the Business of Medicine on the Clinician's Roundtable. If you'd like to comment or listen to any of our library of podcasts, please visit our website at reachmd.com. Once there, if you register with the promo code RADIO, we will give you six months free of streaming ReachMD. You can listen to day or night. And thanks for listening. Hi, this is Dr. Thomas Dayspring, Director of the North Jersey Institute of Menopausal Lipidology in Wayne, New Jersey. You are listening to the first national radio channel created specifically for medical professionals, ReachMD XM 157.